Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA. It's Tuesday morning. Joining me from New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Pelicans um, practice facility, I believe, is Mr. Andrew Lopez. That is that is 100% correct. Happy New Year to you, Brian. 504 what's boy. The, what's the threshold on how long you have to say Happy New Year? It's January 3rd. I mean, we're still in it, but when do we stop gonna, saying that? I'm just going to go with the first. Let's, for us, it's easy down here because on January 6th, we go to a brand new season, which is Mardi Gras. So <laughs> if up until 12th night, up until January 6th, you can you can say it because after that, it's Mardi Gras and nothing matters anymore. Join us from Oakland, California, and a guy who may have attended. I don't want to assume Anscapes, Mark J. Spears. Uh, you're a Louisiana <laughs> guy. Have you uh, been a big Mardi Gras guy in your career? You know, it's it, my mother's from New Orleans. I was mostly there as, during my youth in the summer. So I, ne- I didn't get to go to Mardi Gras until I was an adult. And that's just because, you know, it's February. And obviously covered NBA, February is a really busy time of year. So I think it took like me to be at a Pelicans game and and to finally go. But shout out to Jen Hale, the Pelicans sideline reporter. When I was there, she had it laid out at some steakhouse on what's the main street where the Mardi Gras takes place? On St. Charles. Yes, on St. Charles. And I don't know who she knows, but it was like, yeah, what steak you want? What, what wine you want? What daiquiri you want? Uh, oh, by the way, the parade's going on. She had it hooked up. And my cousin, shout out to English Muffin, as we call her. Uh, she's having a big parade party in front of her house on St. Charles where everybody is welcome. So if you go to her Instagram page, English Muffin, English Muffin Monet. She calls herself English Muffin. Uh, she's having a I guess it's a public party, which is incredible to me. But, I hope so yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know English Muffin. I don't know English Muffin, but I do know Jen Hale, and uh, yeah. she's the best. Um, she has to, She has to. Um, right now, in addition to being the Pelican sideline reporter, she has to um, be the referee between Skip and Shannon on another network. And, um, well, if Shannon don't show the- up, there's no referee to be done. <laughs> uh we will talk about another network but uh um, yeah yeah you were fine much props to jen hale uh also does nfl sideline one of the best yeah one of the best um and she does a lot of great things off the court um too yes. so anyway um we'll talk about what happened in new orleans last night uh where we almost had one of the great epic games of the season almost because I think if Zion doesn't get hurt and beat in Zion or trading baskets and they're both sniffing 50, we will have to settle for what else happened on Monday night. And I know that this will be two days old by the time this podcast comes out. But I think when you have a 70 point game, something the highest scoring game in almost 17 years in the NBA, Donovan Mitchell puts up, I think that merits <laughs> discussion. Um, DeMar DeRozan, by the way, who made like four really clutch baskets in the fourth quarter to keep the Bulls ahead and ended up not working out. He had 42, and it is like less than an also ran in that performance. 
Um, Donovan goes for 71 points. And just to be the way that I saw it, he had probably the best second half of his career, at least in a regular season game. You know, I didn't see every jazz game. Maybe somebody in the jazz fan could dispute that. Maybe Donovan dispute it, but he probably had the best second half of his career. Um, he had like 40 in the second half, right? just in the, th- in the third and fourth quarters. And then he, because by the way, Darius Garland was out of this game. And so was Evan Mobley and the bulls were regularly double teaming him. And he, he had 17 or so in the first half, but he didn't have a great half and the Cavs were down 18 points and he was frustrated. He got actually got, got teched up, teed up like right in the last minute of the first half, because, you know, he was angry about a call, but he was really angry about the situation. So he has the best second half, arguably of his regular season career before the overtime makes probably a once in career play with three seconds left when he purposely misses a free throw, gets the rebound and puts it back in. Uh, I will box out box out. Yeah. Patrick. (laughs) Well, first off, Billy Donovan was angry after the game that he thought uh, Donovan Mitchell should have been called for a lane violation because he shot a real high arcing shot and it looked like he did leave early. And earlier in the quarter, Alex Caruso was called for back to back lane violations on Donovan Mitchell free throws and Donovan missed both of those free throws and he was able to get a make. And I think that contributed and it was, and it was a lane violation where he stepped inside the three point line. Caruso was like at the three point line right. and he like, put his foot in twice in a row. So, I mean, it was a lane violation, but it's not something you normally see get called. It got called twice in a row. And then when the game on the line, Billy is furious. And then Patrick Williams was supposed to block Donovan out. He didn't. And Billy was like, yeah, because Donovan had a head start, but he still should have blocked him out. Anyway, I will argue, and I will let you guys dispute this with me if you want. I will argue that the Donovan rebound and putback was more technically impressive than the Luca one because the Luca one was partially or largely a product of luck. It passed through three Nick players' hands before it fell into his. He made a brilliant play when he caught it and put it back up and there was less time on the clock. So I'm not trying to say the play, but Donovan actually beat everybody to the spot, got his own rebound cleanly and put it back up. Maybe not artistically better, but technically better. That is probably a once in your career play. So he has the best second half, I will argue, of his regular season career. A once in a career play to force the overtime with three seconds left. And then has the best overtime of his career where he scores 13 points in five minutes. The entire, both teams were completely gassed, flat on their heels, could barely run. And Donovan is beating everybody up and down the court to the ball, despite, despite playing 50 minutes um, in the second and not coming out in the second half. He just had more energy and stamina than anybody. And so I will say right in a row before I pass the ball to you, Spears, best second half, one of the best individual plays you'll ever have, best overtime, boom, 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 all in a row, iconic performance. When he retires, it may say Donovan Mitchell, who won an MVP and won a title and all these things, (laughs) but it will say he had a 71-point game. Just like Kobe 
MVP, five titles, and the 81-point game. People yeah. will never forget that singular performance. So no matter what happens, he will always have this. You pass me the ball, but I'm going to throw it right back to you because I consider you a Cavs historian, right? Yeah. The same way people you know, try to consider me a Warriors historian, right? I consider you a Cavs historian. So, excluding postseason, is this the greatest individual performance in Cavaliers history? Yeah, I mean, the, the excluding postseason is the big factor there because LeBron took them to five finals. We're talking regular season. Okay, yes. Um, now, it was interesting. Kevin Love put out a tweet last night where he kind of ranked the things that he'd seen in his Cavs career. And he talked about LeBron in the postseason, so I'll take that. But he, like, put Kyrie Irving – he had a 55-point game against Portland and a 57-point game in San Antonio. The 57-point game in San Antonio, which was tied with LeBron for the most in, uh, in playoff history, that was an, an iconic Cavs game. He had a three at the buzzer to force overtime back when the Spurs were loaded. Like, the Spurs were still championship contenders. And like nobody went into the into San Antonio and took the Spurs like that, um, you know. So I was thinking about this actually as the game was going on. Um, where does this rank in terms of like you know because to to, to take LeBron's name out of a Cavs record book, <laughs> that doesn't happen every day, yeah. right? That doesn't happen yeah. <laughs> every day. Um, what, what, what was the previous record? Excuse my ignorance again. Uh, Kyrie and LeBron both had both 57. had fifty seven. Okay. Yeah. And there had been a, a handful of Cavs who had over 50, including Darius Garland, who had a 50-point game, I think, last year, or maybe the year before, but I think last year had a 50-point game. The one thing I will say to qualify this, Garland was out of the game. Evan Mobley was out of the game, okay? Um, Bulls throwing every – you know, they were starting Lamar Stevens – very good energy player, but not an offensive threat. Completely ignoring him, double teaming. And Donovan had been in kind of a slump. So he was pressing too. And so I think, and obviously LeBron had some games where he didn't have exactly great help. Um, but when you factor in all of that stuff, that, that, that the Bulls were double teaming him regularly, uh, I do. I mean, again, there's been seven guys in history to score 70 points in a game, seven. And he still had, I think, 50. I think he had 58 in regulation. So I think he already had beaten the Cav LeBron's record in regulation with that play. So I, I am, I just, it's the highest scoring game in 17 years. I mean, I, I have to say it's Donovan. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm being a prisoner of the moment. It's a January game, so you're all those asterisks, but I think it is. So you said LeBron and Kyrie have 57, right? Mm -hmm. This dude have 55 in the second half. <laughs> Wild, right? <laughs> like, think about that. Spider he did have an overtime, but points. I think Kyrie's 57 was an overtime too. I'm pretty sure in San Antonio. 55 in the second. I don't care if it was an extra five minutes, man. <laughs> Listen, man, the Cavs scored 80. The Cavs scored 80 points in the second half and almost lost. And here's something else. Donovan drew 
17 yeah. fouls in this game. He 17 fouls. He could do that. I mean, you don't you don't get to 71 without getting to the line a few times, right? Yeah. <laughs> like and, and, and here's another thing that's incredible about Donovan Mitchell is um I think the average NBA fan thinks he's six six. Mm, yeah. This dude is like a NFL fullback, right? He he's six one, man. Like he's six one. <laughs> like, think about that. His his like, wingspan might be jumped. six six. Yeah. The way he jumps and the way he he goes downhill at his size is absolutely incredible. And for him to just is amazing to me. Somebody in the jazz contingent who I'll leave nameless posed that a question to me last week because the jazz came to San Francisco that the jazz got the better of the trade for Donovan Mitchell. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. pump your brakes, pump your brakes. You know, like obviously marketing having a great season. Um, they got some picks out of it and, you know, some good players. But there's a reason why they gave up what they gave up for Donovan Mitchell. Like, right. And we we saw that on, on Monday night. I mean, the fact that he still had 71, to your point, 55 in the second half plus OT. The and and you knew it was going to you knew that that was their offense that like as as you know no garland no mobley okay it's going to go and then in overtime you still knew exactly where it was going to go and he still yeah. just made it happen um and the fact that we've seen i think going back if you use basketball references game score i think 3 of the top 9 or 10 performances that they have all time have all been in the last three months between yeah. it's it's the, an amazing season. We're having yeah. an amazing season. Every between the, the Luca yeah. 60, 20, 10 and the, the Embiid 59. Like it's just been a ridiculous year for individual performances. And, and then let me tell you guys this, which was incredible to me. I, I tweeted this last night that, you know, Donovan Mitchell scored or assisted on 99 points. Yes. This, this is the and big only, one, man. This is the and, big and, one. And only Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game, which accounted with his assist for, I think, 104. Yeah, he had two assists. Like, you yeah, talk about bringing LeBron's name out. You talk about bringing LeBron's name out. Bringing Wilt's name out is, is tough, too. He brought Wilt's yeah. name out. And so yes. to have scored or assisted basically more points than anybody in the last, what, 50 years? That's well, it's the first 70-10. He had, he had 11 assists. It's the 60 first. 60 years? Is that 60 years? Wilt's game was in 60. Well, it's, you know, whenever you're named with Wilt Chamberlain, it's crazy. But this was Wilt on his, in his best night. This was yeah. we're now talking about the hundred point night. We're not talking about Wilt yeah. over a season or Wilt over a 12 game stretch or Wilt with a point and rebound total. We're talking about Wilt's number one night, Hershey PA against yeah. the Knicks, him holding the, the piece of paper that says hundred. 
That's what we're talking about Donovan sniffing there. So the first ever, and by the way, I think he had 10 assists in regulation because I think the Cavs scored 15 points in the overtime and he scored 13 of them. Yeah. Um, and that's what I wrote about. I wrote a piece on ESPN for today. Um, you know, last summer, Donovan was really upset the way the season ended, not just because the Jazz got beat, not just because the, they're obviously, you know, rebuilding, didn't think he and Gobert were a fit. He was upset because he's looking around and he's seeing guys that he considers his contemporaries, Tatum, Booker, Trey Young, John Morant. These guys are all on the All-NBA team. And he believes, rightly or wrongly, that he's right there with those guys. You know, two years ago, when the Jazz had, I think, the number one overall seed, I think that was when what he did, he didn't make the All-NBA team, and it, it cost him the, um, the Rose provision bus, cost him $30 million bucks. That obviously was upsetting for a number of reasons. But, like, I think he believed that he's in that same echelon with those guys, and he was frustrated that – like here, his team was like, we're trading you. We're re- we re- we're rebuilding. We don't think that you're, you know, that you know that you're all that. And that was one of the things that he went into last year saying, I got to deal with. And so he killed it. And I, and I mean, I know there's been a thousand stories of summer workouts. For the most part, all of these guys work hard in the summer. You look at the way their games are. You look at their bodies. I mean, there are some guys who aren't working that hard in the summer, but for the most part, the the guys are. But Donovan worked harder this last summer than he had previously in his career. I detailed it in this story. After the Gobert trade, he he was going to go work out with the Jazz in Vegas. He canceled that, said, I'm not going to work out with the Jazz. I'm not going to be with the Jazz much longer. He went to Miami and spent two months there working out like a beast. And I, I wrote about some of the sprints that he did. And the reason I wrote about that last night was because I'm watching this game in the fourth quarter and overtime, and he is operating at a different level. He has just got more energy. The Bulls was very frustrating game for the Bulls. They were frustrated at the officials. You know, DeMar DeRozan, um, it was a home and home with the Cavs and Bulls. They played the Bulls. I think it was on New Year's Eve, but it may have been the 30th. But the previous game was in Chicago. The Cavs won by one. DeRozan had a shot at the end. They, the Bulls thought he got fouled. I can't remember if the last two-minute report said he got fouled. Uh, but they were frustrated from that game. They, By the way, Garland and Moby missed that game too. Not a good performance from the Bulls, who are now five games under 500, to lose both of those games with the Cavs missing two of their four best players. We'll put that aside for a second. But the Bulls were frustrated. But, but Donovan is just – they're all sort of nailed to the floor. There were numerous baskets in the fourth quarter and overtime where he just was moving faster than they were. And so like, now he will be the first to tell you that he didn't put all that work in, in the summer to outlast a team in January. That, that only really matters if he's outlasting teams in April and May. And that's where his season will be defined. But I will tell you, but on this night in January, he was the most fit guy on the floor. And he's like first or second or third or something in the league in minutes. He's averaging the highest scoring of his career, shooting the best percentages on twos, threes, and at the free throw line, and playing the most minutes and taking the same amount of shots. Like he's, you know, he's, he, it's not like he's shooting a lot more. He's being more efficient. And so he came into this season. Yeah. 
he wanted to, you know, play well and he wants his team to win. But he came into this season trying to say, listen, I am not a guy that was that was jettisoned. I'm not a guy who isn't on the same level as the other dudes. Now, whether or not he'll get there, Spears, yeah, that's yet to be seen. But that's what he's doing right now. That's that's what this is this motivation is is driving him. And I'm I'm curious about you know how the Cavs continue to progress because they've had some roller coaster this season already. Um, uh, Mobley's ankle is, is concerning. It, it continues to be an issue. Um, hopefully he'll get better. Maybe they just need to leave him out an extended period of time to get right. Um, you know, I, I but this Cavs team, man, when they're fully healthy, they're fully healthy come playoff time. They'll be interesting. They'll be a hard out. I, I don't think this is. Uh, I, I'm not uh, excited about their bench, but um, they're a fun and up up and coming team. And this is the first team since LeBron left where I think Cavs fans could like you'll never forget about LeBron. But at least you feel like this is the next generation. This is right. This is this is new. This is something to be excited about for the future. And and Donovan Mitchell is a, a big part of that. Yeah. Um, and, and Brian, what's the vibe like there now? Have you been to a game? I haven't been to I haven't been to a game recently, no. By the way, uh Jackson, our producer, looked it up. Donovan's wingspan is 6'10, which is like, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can get by uh, at six one if you got a six yeah, wingspan. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, he's getting by. He's he's been getting by. Let me just be yeah. <laughs> so what he has? Um, a, he, he has one XL TTT shirts, right? Like, <laughs> he's got yeah. He's definitely got got some extra length in there. Definitely got to go uh, see a guy for his. Uh, he's suits. like Kawhi. Kawhi can like uh, you know Kawhi can scratch his knee without bending over. Like yeah. Donovan is like, oh, I got a scratch on my knee. I just tie his shoes. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, the Cavs got off to a really good start and they've kind of played like choppy 500-ish basketball for the last like month, five, six weeks. And they've had some injuries. You know, Garland has been in and out. Of, I think he said three different injuries this year. And he's Garland's numbers are down and he, you know, is coming off an all-star season. He's had moments. He struggled a little bit playing alongside Mitchell and he had just begun to get a little traction. Um, the last six games he played, uh, alongside Mitchell, he was averaging 28, 23 points, eight, eight assists and shooting 57% from the field. And then last week in Indiana, he hurt his hand and now he's back down. He's missed the last couple of games. I'm not hundred percent sure what the prognosis is. Um, and so he was just getting going. And, um, and so teams have been doubling Donovan and he'd actually been in a little bit of a slump. Um, so, and Evan Mobley is in my view, having a good year, but it's not an explosive leap forward. Um, and so people are a little bit frustrated with that. Um, so like, to me, I keep saying to people in Cleveland, if this team finishes anywhere in the top six and makes the playoffs without the play in, it's a great season. Uh, I've said this 10 times over. I'll say it 20 times more because they have not made the playoffs since 98 without LeBron. Anything making the playoffs, they feel like should be 
you know, I feel like should be a real accomplishment. But they've been the number one defense for a big chunk of the year. They've been the number one net rating team for a big chunk of the year. Um, and they they were third for like weeks. And it was like it was like Celtics, Heat, I'm sorry, Celtics, Bucks, and then the Cavs were third. Well, the Nets have caught fire, the Sixers have caught fire, and the Cavs have played choppy. And so now all of a sudden they're slipping down. There's some frustration. I'm like, no, that's how why this is tough. You, you should expect this. You should expect this. But um, uh, there's been some like, is this is this all there is in Cleveland, especially with their lack of wing play? Uh, but that will get put on the back burner, at least for right now in the wake of this, uh, Donovan. They are hoping, I think, to get those guys back soon. Um, Kevin Love also, he has a, a fracture in his thumb and he's playing through it and he's actually played better the last couple of games, but for like two, three, two weeks or three weeks, he hadn't played well. So their bench production has really fallen off. So um, we'll see, but um, Spears, I do want to talk about the other incredible performance, <laughs> other overtime. incredible. Well, there was a couple because Embiid had a great game too. LeBron had a great game, by the way, it was a We're great night really... of NBA basketball, man. A very memorable night. Yeah, we needed the distraction from yeah. the unfortunate yeah. events in Buffalo. Yeah. I hope we have positive news by the time this pod comes out. Um, uh, by the way, just real quick before we talk about the Warriors, Spears. Um, LeBron just finished a five-game road trip. Now I'm going to tell you what his stats are. Now, I would argue that this is one of the best long road trips LeBron's had in his career, at least statistically. The Lakers went three and two on it, and no one is excited about the Lakers right now. They had a six-game road trip in December and a five-game road trip in December. And in those 11 games, they went six and five. And I believe that Anthony Davis missed seven of them. And you know, once they went out, once he went out, they lost those games at home. And those, they went on a, another trip where I think they got beat. So like, nobody's happy about it, but like, I think they kept their heads above water remarkably. And I've been as critical of Lakers as anybody. Let me tell you what LeBron just went on this five game road trip. He averaged 37 points wow. in 36 minutes. He shot 59% from the field. Don't ask from three-point range. He probably shouldn't be taking as many three-pointers. Having the, one of the worst three-point shooting seasons of his career, but we'll move past that. He shot 85% at the line, which, as you know, LeBron in his later years has been getting worse at the line. So he's on nine attempts a game. He's getting into the line nine times a game, 85%. That's as good as you're ever going to see from him in a stretch like that. He averaged seven rebounds and six assists in that five games without Anthony Davis. Like, you know, you know, they're, they're relying on, you know, they're getting like 35 minutes a night from Dennis Schroeder in this stretch. And Lonnie Walker has also been hurt. Lonnie Walker has been one of their um, key, like one of the guys that's helped them. He was hurt on this road trip. <clears throat> and when he did play, he didn't play well. So let me just say, take a quick moment to acknowledge LeBron. Now, the Warriors last night, Spears, you no, tell no, no, me no, no. what let's, you let's, saw. Let, let, wait, 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 wait. Let's stop okay. there because we got to – we talked about Wilt. We talked about LeBron, and LeBron, James, to his credit, like, 
he got in Michael Jordan territory last that last night too with some of the things. He's the first player to record consecutive 30-point games at 38 or older since Jordan in February 2003, right? He's only oldest been 38 player. for a week. Yeah, the oldest player in <laughs> he NBA started, He started 38 off right. Yeah, <laughs> oldest player in NBA history record consecutive 35-point double-doubles. Like There have been three instances of a player at age 38 or older to record 40, 10, and 5 in a game. So LeBron, and two of them were LeBron in the last week. <laughs> the other was Michael Jordan on December 31st, 2001. And then he's also scored at least 10 points on 50% shooting in 12 straight halves. Like, quietly, and, and I know you don't talk Lakers much on here because they're always talked about. I'm looking at this right now. The Lakers are, like, the, the, the Western Conference is a really weird place. It's like everybody's like a battle royal those old battle royals used to watch on wwf in the 80s man or all these dudes are like beating each other up and trying to throw each other out of the ring but the <laughs> you're talking are my getting, time now man you're talking yeah you're Jimmy talking junkyard Fly, dog Snooka, you're talking george yeah. the animal steel you're talking exactly. jake the snake roberts come on man exactly good 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 television for a youngster right great television loved it but the Jazz, Savage. Yeah, the Jazz, I think, are going to continue to drop. Minnesota, if they're smart, they will. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to make some trades. But dare I say, the Lakers are slowly creeping up to playing territory. A lot of basketball left. So they're, they're, LeBron keeps playing like this. AD comes back. There could be some Lakers playoff basketball. Look, it's a miracle the Lakers are still in this thing. And it sounded like they thought there was a chance AD might be out for the year and yeah. that maybe he avoided that. Yeah. Although I and still don't exactly know. And this is a team that hasn't won a game in their division yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're 0 yeah. 7 in the Pacific. But they're, <laughs> yeah. they're right now, they're two games out. Of the six, the tenth spot. Yeah, in the loss column, they're one. You know, in the loss column, they're one game behind the Jazz in tenth. Now they have three fewer wins, but you know, you look at the loss column because you can, you, you know, that's where you can, you can theoretically control your destiny. Um, so in the loss column, the Jazz have twenty losses. Lakers have twenty-one. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. 
every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. There has been some amazing NBA performances over the last week that because of football have been like not, haven't got the respect that it deserves. Because this is the height of like the college football season and potential NBA playoff matchups and stuff like that. Like there's been some amazing NBA things like we could probably rattle off, like whether it's Luca or LeBron or Clay or Donovan or Embiid or Luke or, or Joker, or like just outstanding basketball. Right. But anyway, I mean, Embiid, I mean, just I watched CJ set up Pell's record for threes in a game. He's coming around. I mean, it's just it's a very good time to be a basketball fan. Yeah. But going to Clay, every time you start to think that Clay Thompson is done, like he pulls something out of his hat like this. You know what I mean? Like his <laughs> shoot or shoot, right? Like yeah. And and his shot. He shoots, man. He shoots. He is not shy. He is definitely not shy. But once a month, he reminds you who he is, that he is Clay Thompson. And, you know, there's missed back-to-backs and there's some kind of ebbs and flows because some may say it's his injury or some may say it's age or whatever, but and he puts this performance on you. And, like, I'm going to give the Warriors some credit, too, man. Like, they just came off an awful road trip out east. And Draymond expressed concerns about where the team was mentally. Yeah, that was actually kind of a sort of a chilling statement when he said yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And then they come home, and if they could somehow figure out a way to move all their games to Chase Center, they'd be amazing. Yeah. Like, well, this was a <laughs> let's be honest real quick. This is a bad loss for the Hawks. Oh, super bad. Bad loss. They they've gotten some the Warriors have gotten several lucky breaks. Like they haven't been blowing teams out on this homestand. They've had several good bounces of the ball and that game like uh Monday night that overtime win or double overtime win and even a loony tipping at the end and the way uh like Poole gets his shot blocked and then it like flows over to you know what I mean for three and it, it's just it, they've had some crazy victories. Will that be the victory. only uh walk-off make of Looney's career? I feel like um we're not gonna see a lot of Kavon Looney walk-off wins. <laughs> just to I mean, highlight I, the the one-off nature of that. Yeah that and and uh <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, Lo- and Looney's one of those guys. The Warriors might retire his jersey one day. In, in, uh, in a, jersey in a retirements kind of, uh, are all over the board. There, there's some jersey retirement yeah. standards that are preposterous. He's kinda, he, to me, there are he's a Warriors version of Haslam. Just a guy that he 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 had some bad injuries early in his career. He's actually being a great mentor for Wiseman right now, like letting him know. Like I, I remember Todd Ramasar's agent said, if if Looney didn't have that hip injury, he'd be an all star. 
I didn't see him play enough in college to know how great he was before he had his hip injuries, but he fought through that, stuck around, went to the G League, came back, and it's just he's still on that Warriors roster. He's been there for a while and just, just quietly been that rock, man. He's also helped a lot through the Draymond pool situation, getting kind of guys. He's just like this yeah. quiet EF yeah. Hutton when he talks, people listen kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Yo, uh, nice. yeah, we're like we're Lopez is like what are these guys talking about man <laughs> <laughs> um but he you know he referenced English muffin and EF Hutton in the same yeah. pod Lopez yeah it's yeah. it's uh, it's very impressive but but uh loon is um I I he's a he's a legend out here and people just love him because he just plays and you never hear anything from him and so I think their players were super excited about that performance. But like Clay's out. I thought Wiggins was coming back on Monday. Wiggins is out. Like for the Warriors to like write the ship without those two guys is pretty impressive. And I'm starting to feel like they're like Dante DiVincenzo has been great. Like their bench is starting to come around. These young guys are starting to come around. Um, you know, Kaminga got hurt. Uh, which is is concerning. Um, Wiseman has gotten hurt, but uh, before that, like the young guys were finally able to show up, and and um, th- this team is you know starting to show some grit, man. So in this five game win streak that they're on, which is a absolute godsend for what they needed, just as you know, oh just goodness. as Draymond referenced for their for their mentality. Yeah. But by the way. It helps in the standings too, because, you know, we were talking about the Lakers kind of being able to spin their wheels and stay put golden state's been able to, you know, get a foothold and not lose too much ground here. They're, they crawled, you know, Steve Kerr, when they came back from that East coast trip, you know, they were three games under 500 and looking at that three and 16 road record and going, geez. And Steve Kerr said, look, we're, I don't remember what they were. Let's see. I'll figure it out. They were, um, they were 15 and 18, you know, and Kerr was like, this is who we are. This is what we are. We are what our record says. So they've crawled back over um, 500. Now I'm going to say something about this, this uh, winning streak. Their offense in this streak, and not surprisingly, when they're missing Curry and Wiggins, because Wiggins is a score. He's a pure score. It hasn't been what he's done always since he's been with the Warriors. But when you need him to, Wiggins can score. This is a guy who's averaged over 20 when averaging over 20 was something in this league. Now, you know, people fall, you know, off the bench and average 20. But, you know, so they haven't had their two guys who can really put it up. I mean, we know Clay's been up and down. They've ever, they've been the 23rd ranked offense on their home court in the league during this five-game uh, win streak, okay? Um, that is doesn't bode well, but you know, their defense has been a problem all year long. And it's, it's, it bothered Kerr in early November. He was sounding the alarm before the injuries, you know, dog them. The reason their record is so trash on the road is because they cannot defend. Well, they are defending guys. It's a five game stretch. It doesn't mean anything, but they are second in defense in their five-game uh, win streak. By the way, the team who's number number one in defense 
in that five-game stretch. We almost never talk about them. The Washington Wizards, last five games, they're on a five-game win streak, which started on the West Coast, which I didn't foresee happening with Bradley Beal out. They've been defending really well, but we'll talk about them in a different pod. Lopez, this team has been defending, and that is why they've been able to get a couple of wins here, very badly needed wins. When you when you don't have Steph, and I'm not trying to say that they're they're a better defending team right now because Steph is out. I'm trying to say it helps to focus things on where you need to to lock in at. Right. Um so when you have when you're missing your guy, okay, what can we do to make up for that? And I think it's 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 finally starting to to click that this is where we can do it. You know, it's the Warriors who are just going to outscore everybody every night and it's going to be fine that that's, that seems to be gone as Steve Kerr has said, but they have to lock in on the other end. And you're starting to see that kind of start to take shape. Now, can they build on this? That's what we're going to see. Um, obviously it helps if Clay's, you know, having 50 point nights and, and, and things like that. But um, it, it, it helps you kind of focus in, and I think sometimes when a when a star player does go out, uh, other guys get to step up and then build on that when the star player returns. All right, we've I've I've watched that here in New Orleans throughout this year because it feels like somebody's always out. Uh, so far through almost halfway in the season, but I think that's where you're seeing the the change. Again, not because Steph is out, because like, oh, no, they're better with no, 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 no. It's let's focus on these other things while we're waiting for him to get back. And the Warriors had six players out total. Um, part of the reason why I think their defense has even improved um, is because they've been putting like Kaminga on like guards, which has been a great move. He, he gave John ja Morant some troubles. Um, on Christmas Day, but um, you know the Warriors also have two two way guys that like Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb. Yeah, they've been really good, man. And so they have one roster spot open. Um, Iguodala did start practicing with the G League team, so maybe he joins soon. Um, but I. I'm guessing that Lamb's going to end up making this team if they don't use he defends that roster and he's spot. A, he's a versatile defender. He's got good size. He's a, a good shooter. Defender. They need really good they shooter. Need something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jermichael Green has been hurt um, when he has been healthy. There hasn't been a lot of consistency. Um, so I, I wonder if they might even prefer Lamb over Green. I think he had. Jermichael Green, had, he had passed him. Lamb had passed him in the rotation as it was anyways. But Anthony Lamb played like two games last season, I believe, for, for the Rockets. Or no, San Antonio. Two games. <laughs> and now this dude is averaging like six points for the Warriors. The last ten games, he averaged seven and a half, like, comes in, drops some threes, and they got confidence in him. You'd think he'd been in the league for a while. Um, but he's, he's made himself into an NBA player for sure. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. 
the same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Yeah, um, you know, that's the thing about the Warriors. You know, their 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 payroll is insane, so they just, you know, every maneuver has to be paid attention to, um, because they're in the repeater tax and they're so deep in that like every dollar they spend costs them like seven dollars. I don't know. I, I I don't think it's quite that, but it's something in the neighborhood of that. So they left the fifteenth roster spot open, and then they used the spot on Iguodala, who hasn't played. So they're kind of playing with a roster of thirteen mm-hmm. on a good day. And then remember also on a, on a rod on a Iguodala contract. I'm don't have what he made in front of me. I'm guessing it's the minimum, right? Um, but the, the league, I mean, the league pays half of that because he's been in the league for 10 years. Right. They pay a portion of it. Right. So there, there is some relief there. Right. But it's, it's, you know, part of the reason that they've left the roster spot open is that it's, financially related they're trying to you know trying to protect themselves um before we go i do want to talk uh about the pelicans um lopez zion had 26 points in 28 minutes monday night what did Embiid finish with 43 i think so and 12 or it was something like that that's okay where they were, were we both at? going for 40. Yeah, 42 and 11, you know? yeah. Um, they were both going for 40 in that game, I think. Zion just had his first 40-point game, right, like a week and a half ago or so? Yeah, um, and then immediately followed up with 36 against the 76ers in the same game that CJ scored 42. Um, whenever McCollum, Philly uh, took team out record, – Team record on threes, right? Team of record 11 threes broke Pages Stojakovic's record back when they were the Hornets. Um, but Zion saw something in those games. Whenever, whenever they took Embiid out, Willie Green did this. This was part of their strategy. If Embiid sat and they brought Montrez in and PJ sat, they just gave Z and said, just, just go attack. Um, I think both times it really happened in the third quarter where he started to take off. But uh, when they played last, or, or I guess, you know, December 30th, uh, that was, you know, he was 13 and 19, got to the line 16 times. He was just a monster in the second half, which helped that since CJ was able to, you know, hit so many threes in the first half. This was shaping up to be one of those nights again. Very big third quarter. He was going to rest for a few minutes. Uh, and that's, I mean, he was 10 of, 10 of 12. He was not 
missing much. And I think it was going to be kind of kind of the same thing. We we're going to see a very good fourth quarter duel between those two. But um, end of the third quarter, Zion looks like he pulls a hamstring. They, they rule him out with the right hamstring strain, uh, and he does not return to that game. Yeah, so we're waiting on either he's supposedly having he he's having an MRI today. You know, by the time yes. this pod comes out, I'm sure you'll have reported. But it's obviously whenever Zion gets an injury like that, you know that they're going to be cautious. Right. So now, now Zion's been playing great, but my concern here is Brandon Ingram is still not back. Now he's missed what like 15 games? Uh, I think toe? it's probably up to 18 now with the toe. Okay. Um he um, has started his ramp up again. Um, I don't, I don't want to say he could be back in the next week or so, and then something happened again, but, uh, we have started to see him do the things that he was ramping up to do prior to when he tried to come back the first time. So timeline on, on Brandon, he originally hurt the toe, kicked the back of somebody's, uh, heel in the Memphis game. Uh, that was, uh, November 25th originally missed. It looked like he was going to miss six games or so they were going to try to get him back. It looked like for the December 11th game against Phoenix, something happened in the ramp up to that game, re-injured it. They kind of shut him down for a couple of weeks and now they're back to where, okay, he's doing his pregame stuff. He's, he's starting to take steps to get back on the floor. Would hope you would see him in the next, you know, seven to 10 days. If, if all goes, uh, according to plan this time. Yeah. The Pelicans, obviously they were leading the West, you know, 10 days ago, still in great position there. Um, they're one game back as we sit here today right. of uh, Denver and half game back of Memphis, but they've, they've kind of leveled off, you know, they've lost a couple in a row. Um, they kind of lost their mojo a little bit. Um, and I think it, you know, Zion is putting up great numbers. Um, CJ has been in a, basically a shooting slump for a lot of the year. He's was breaking out of it a little bit, but they're sort of limping along without their, you know, their stud score. I mean, Zion, I guess you would say is their franchise player, but like Ingram is so valuable and right. creates such a safety net. Um, you know, they're doing fine, but like you, they're now facing, I mean, let's just be honest, even if it's a mild hamstring injury, Zion will miss games games and games probably. So, um, you know, the Pelicans are a little bit of a nervy stage at this point. I think what's helping right now is, I'm sorry, CJ's actually, his last 10, obviously a 42-point game helps. But his last 10, he's shooting 20, I'm sorry, he's averaging 26 points a game. I think he's shooting 50 from three over that stretch. He really, he, he, CJ got sick early in the season. Um with like a, just a, a normal sickness, but it kind of zapped his energy a little bit. Comes back for a game or two, then catches COVID. Yeah, he came on this pod and got COVID, which is yes. totally typical so, of what this pod has done to people. I'm going to have to go take a test when I finish this pod, I guess. So, yes. But he, it, it took him a while to get his legs back under him. And the last 10, 11, 12 games, he's, he's kind of started to find himself. He's looking like the guy who they traded for and was – so great at the end of last year. Um, I know Mark can speak to, to some of the things that CJ's been doing to try and get back, but he's starting to find himself. 
But I, they really, especially if Z is going to miss some time here with the hamstring, are, are, are looking to to have you know Bi get back you know sooner rather than later. And and I, you got to give like CJ credit for kind of like basically in a lot of ways keeping the fort together through all this. Like, uh, if you would have told me that Zion and Bi would have missed this many games and the team would have had the record. Right that they've had, yeah, I'd be stunned. I mean, Willie Green is a phenomenal coach, man. Let's let's give him yeah. his flowers. Um, but, like, CJ's had, in the last month span or even less than that, probably in the last three weeks, he's had over 25, one, two, three, four, five, yep. six, seven times, including a 40-piece and a 42-piece. Like, that's that's not really how you think of his game, but he reminds you, man, like, uh, well, yeah. you know, I, I could score with the best of them if I need to. And oh, man, it, I mean, well, let's like let me pull up his stats. I didn't have that quite ready again right now. Scoring averaging 20 in the NBA isn't getting you as much attention as it has for the last 25 years yeah. because everybody and their brother is averaging 30. Yeah. But this guy. These are his last nine seasons, okay? <laughs> 21, 23, 21, 21, 22, 23, 22. Last year, let me figure what the combined was. It was 20, 22 last, last year combined, but 24, 3 with New Orleans. Right. Yeah. And this year, guess what? He, he He's just creeped to 20. He's at 20. So, like, the dude's going to give you 20. Yeah, uh, you know, and he can score. He's he's you know still how many shooting. points he has for his career now. Well, twelve thousand on the nose. Wow. Huh. Seems oh. like it would be more to be honest with you, but he's <laughs> yeah. still young. Um, but I mean, the guy does a lot of things. But one thing CJ McCollum is going to do, he's going to score yeah. <laughs> because yes. he has scored for a long time, yeah. and so and get you know, it from I his know, brother. Like, his brother goes. Eric still scoring out there overseas, man. That's what they do. They get yeah. buckets. Uh, he was um, when he when he when he when we did the crossover pod a few weeks ago. Um, he was in. He was sort of mired in the slump. Then he was like, "Look, I know I put the work in. I know yep. what's going to happen. I got, you know, I got my ten thousand hours, probably twenty thousand hours. I know that it's going to be okay." And you know, maybe he's giving himself a pep talk, but he's also, you know, he's saying he, he's saying that for a reason. But look, he may need to keep doing this <laughs> because, yeah. you know, they may be down without their scores here. Um, I don't know what their schedule's like coming up, Andrew, but um, that was disappointing news to hear that Zion had to come out because yeah. he's been Andrew, so great. Andrew, who is there? Anyone that we're missing that? deserve some credit too well i will say this the, these last two so they won seven in a row that was kind of the ones when they, they beat the two herb the, jones the Phoenix games homes. herb jones has been out for a little bit larry nance has missed the last two games he's very big to what they do defensively um so they're trying to piece a lot of different things together um Jonas valentunas has kind of been steady and he's had some 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 better games as of late even though I mean, sometimes he's playing 20 to 25 minutes a night. Najee Marshall has come in 
Um, they call him the knife now. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> they're talking about him being like, who's the Swiss Army knife? And, but like, all right, if 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 so and so is a Swiss Army knife, then what's Najee? And he's like, Najee's just a knife. He's just a guy. He's just a cutter. He's going to get through. He's going to do all the all the. That's all that's, the that's a hell of a nickname, the knife. Um, so Najee's getting in there. He's having good stuff. Obviously, Trey didn't expect to be a starter this year. He was kind of going to be the sixth man. He's had to come in. Trey Murphy the third. Uh, he's been shooting it very well. So they've they've gotten a lot of contributions from a lot of different guys. Uh, so much so that Jackson Hayes, who hardly played at all. Um, through the first, you know, two months of the season, he's been getting regular rotation minutes. And with people getting healthy, he's been playing uh, normal minutes here in the last seven games. So you, you're starting to realize that even their, their their 12th, 13th, 14th guy can come in and, and play regular rotation minutes. Uh, and, fellas, I'm going to tell you, not something that's always happened with the good old New Orleans Pelicans when you've had depth yeah. where – number 12, 13, 14 can come and give you regular minutes and you'd be just fine with that. So the, the depth is here uh, to, to Mark's point, you, you mentioned Willie green. He deserves a lot of credit for what he's been able to do uh, in year two. I think he's learned a lot about himself and uh, you know, the fact that they are still a game out of first place with, you know, CJ missing some time and being sick with, uh, with COVID Z missing, uh, you know, a few couple of game stretches here and there. Brandon missing 18 or 19 games. Uh, and the fact that they're still, you know, third in the West in a game out of first is uh, speaks to the depth and speaks to Willie Green. Every time I see Najee Marshall, man, I think of the Goody Mob. <laughs> I know Brian's familiar with that group, but I'm like, he could be in the Goody Mob. Najee no idea just a, what you're talking about. Najee is just a fun, a fun guy. Najee, Najee and Jose are just always and together. He's and they're just better too. Oh, yeah. By the way, Both GTA is a better nickname than the knife, but the knife is good. <laughs> yeah, the knife. GTA, he got he got hardened or uh, he got Maxi the other night with a GTA and then got yeah. the the GTA charge, the the version of the GTA, um, getting right in front of James as he he got the ball and Harden pushed off. Jose went flying to the free throw line, got the charge. You know, who gave him that nickname? That was something that happened while he was at Georgia Tech. They started the, the Grand Theft Alvarado, and I think we've now just kind of adapted that to calling that the steel itself. And then it just kind of, you know, has, has stuck That's as a, a nickname, nickname for him. Oh, man. That's a great nickname. I, I had so much – I know you were at that part. I had so much fun covering that Pelicans Sun Series last year. You remember oh, the, the way it finished with the uh, the T-shirts? Yes. Um, <laughs> like J. Crowder. Crowder shirts. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, one of Jay Crowder's last games is the sun, as it, as it turned yeah, out, right. but, but you know, GTA and CP3, how about that? You know, that whole thing developing. I mean, I love that. That person's rivalry. playing that person. Oh my god, I love I love keep talking trash to CP. I love it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's um, it's great. The, the, the New Orleans tradition that I find to this day very, very odd is the whole king cake thing. Hey, man. I went looking for king. <laughs> I went looking for king cake coffee a couple weeks ago. Yes, you. I did. know you told me about that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about no, the concept man. of the cake, where there's a figurine inside of it, legend, and you're looking to get it's it in not, your piece. It's a baby. Well, whatever it is, and you, and you want the baby. 
I understand that. It's strange. To Unless me. I got to buy the sorry. next king cake, I did not want the baby. Want somebody Does else anybody you know Andrew ever choked on the baby? Not that, <laughs> not that I know of. I have I have bitten into a few king cakes and had to pull out the baby. But because uh, <laughs> if you no. get that good one, it Randazzo is not the best now. What is the Vietnamese place that makes them? Dong, Dong Fong. Uh, I'm personal. To, I, I I have a I like. Uh, <laughs> I like Haydell's. It's right by the house. Haydell's is good. Yeah. Uh, all this starts in three days, Brian. It's going to be. I'm just saying, like, Brian, you just made the stuff, statement. Man. I've had times where I've, you know, had to, I had to pull out. Yeah, I've had to pull out that a statement was baby out of my mouth. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and it's not just. Clean cake off of it. Yeah. It's just, it's not just cinnamon roll. So, I want to hear no. somebody say, that's just a cinnamon roll. No. So good. The icing. I cannot wait. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm an icing person. Icing is important. <laughs> Very much an icing guy. Do not just like sprinkles and, and sugar. Gotta have icing. Brian, I've or I found this place that <laughs> is amazing in New Orleans. It's the only kind of place you find it in New Orleans. And I, I just recently discovered it. Bakery bar. Have you been there? Have not been there. It's a bar that has dessert. <laughs> and they sell cake <laughs> and spirits and wine and beer. And that's it. Next time, next time you come and it's not uh 22 it is, degrees. And it's right outside. Bakery <laughs> bar. It's an outstanding concept. It's it's you know, unless unless you, you have a sugar issue. They should uh, franchise these things, Brian. Brian, if we're there in a the playoff, you should bring I'm it to thinking... hey, Spears. Bring it to Oakland, man. Bring it to the <laughs> Bay Area. You can do it. Bakery bar. It's a bakery and a bar. <laughs> That's an amazing concept, man. I'm saying, if you, anybody goes to New Orleans, man, bakery bar is your spot. I had oh, a go to English muffins, then go yeah. to bakery bar. Yeah. Oh, they got dope. Don't cakes. crack your tooth on the baby. Jeez. And and the cakes there they have, Brian. These are like you could get birthday cake. Oh my god. All right, can we wrap this pot up? I'm 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 gonna <laughs> go right now. All I know is Andrew <laughs> found a place for me in Milwaukee. The way you're talking oh. about the way you're talking about this place in bakery, New Orleans, you know, bar. Anybody who spends any time with me knows that I like chicken parmesan. Okay. Yeah. I've eaten it all over the country. You can't eat all over the world because we invented it in the United States, but I've eaten it all over the country. Andrew found a pizza place in Milwaukee that serves chicken parm pizza. Break three pizza. And parm pizza. Yeah. And like, by the way, like you say, oh, that's just delicious. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I'm just, oh, it's delicious. Somehow it tastes. And I'm trying to figure out how it's made. All right. Thank you for listening to Hoop Collective Podcast. Thank you to Jackson and Bruce, our producers. Thank you to Spears and Lopez. We'll be back on Friday with the Tims. Who knows who's going to score 40 between now and then? We'll talk to you soon. Should have known better than put two New Orleans kids on the the pod. (laughs) Bakery.bar. You going, huh? You going. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.